What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Rivals Podcast. It is divisional round weekend here in the NFL, and somehow, some way, the Cowboys and Giants are still alive, Zach, and shit, my heart is still pumping from Monday night. I don't know about you. I, I mean, I can only imagine with your game being as exciting as it was, I mean... What a fucking weekend, huh? Sunday was a great day for me and my family, Sean. We're, I'm just going to start off with that. But yeah, crazy fucking weekend. Happy that your boys were able to take care of business. I'm not surprised. I know you were a little surprised with that. But yeah, man, Giants fucking showing up. Exciting game from start to finish. Kirk Cousins sucks. Fuck you, Taj. Let's, 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 why don't we go over the games from the weekend, Sean? Yeah, I mean, why, why don't we go over those definitely. games? Definitely. I mean, it was, it was a fucking exciting weekend worth of football. Uh, I mean, the only game that really wasn't all that compelling, I guess you would say, was the 49ers handling business in the second half against the Seahawks. Um, kept the game close, you know, at the half. I think it was tied up 17-17, It was 17-16 right? Gotcha. I thought they were going to, like, low-key try to, like, make an upset. And I was a little hyped because, let's just say, Seattle and New York had gotten to the uh, NFC Championship game. We would have hosted that game. And you bet your ass I would have been there. But... It didn't happen. Seahawks got fucking walloped on Saturday, I think it was. Yes, correct. So, yeah. Shout out to Geno Smith. He had a great year. Man, talking about them 49ers, man. They are they are scary. And I'll, uh, I'll dive deeper into them uh, when we talk about our game. But, uh, dude, Saturday night. <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was probably game of the week. Yeah, probably. I mean, listen, for the one in what? For the, like, Three Jaguars fans I know who live in New Jersey, bro. They welcome welcome to the NFL playoffs, bro. That's that's all I gotta say because you guys fucking went through it. Uh, starting off that game with Trevor Lawrence looking about as bad as any quarterback could with four first half interceptions. That might have been the worst half of football by a quarterback in any playoff game ever. Yeah, easily. Um, but then to. Uh, turn it around i guess you could say in the second half and throw four touchdowns i mean i don't know which one is more surprising the trevor lawrence turnaround in the second half or the chargers absolute meltdown oh my god and uh, listen people out there are going to probably say oh why are you not giving the jaguars credit they came back listen in that kind of a comeback you need the other team to shit the bed and you need to capitalize on every opportunity. And that's what happened. Not taking anything away from them. They kept fighting. That stadium was fucking jumping all night. Credit to them. Feel bad for Jude. Not a very good uh, early birthday present for him. Not at all. Not at all. What was his birthday? Like a couple days after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But listen, the Jack out at the Chiefs next week, it's going to be... I'm not going to say they're going to get blown out because I don't think that's going to be the case. But... I think it's going to be a closer game than some people think. I think so too. I think so too. We'll get we'll uh we'll dive deeper into that in a sec. But uh just to kind of recap on the rest of wild card weekend. Man, Dolphins gave the Bills all they could handle, huh? Yeah, they the final score of that game was 34 to 31. Josh Allen came out Threw some pretty bad interceptions. Lost a fumble, too. Lost a fumble, too. And listen, hats off to Skylar Thompson. He he played well, man. He's got a cat in that kid. A couple of big drops by the receivers on that team. That game probably could have gone the other way, but they missed out on those opportunities. Zach, I have a, a bold statement to make. All right? And hear me out. Do you know who was second in the league in interceptions and turnovers by a quarterback this year? Was it Josh Allen? It was Josh Allen. Now... 
I understand that there was another quarterback who may have led the league in interceptions. And, you know, I'm I'm limiting it to interceptions just because of, you know, the amount of games Dak ended up playing. But why is it that Dak gets so much more hate than Josh Allen does when Josh Allen also is prone to the stupid turnover? You know, like we say that Dak is, which I'm not saying that he is. And he definitely is. But um, he showed us a little, something a little different on Monday night, which we'll talk about later. But... I'm just curious as your your thoughts on that. You know, it's it for me, it kind of goes to the whole let's just hate the Cowboys because we're the Cowboys type deal. Is is that wrong of me to assume? I mean, I think that's part of it. I mean, I don't I don't see the hate like you do. I know you're a Cowboy fan. I don't see the hate as much, but I mean, he did play five less games than Josh Allen, and he has led the league in interceptions. So you got to think that maybe if he played those games, you're looking at a 20 interception season from Dak. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I've seen seasons where my quarterback is throwing 27 interceptions, so I get it. A lot of them were probably not his fault, but at the end of the day, on the stat sheet, it's on the quarterback. I hear you. I just wish. Uh, I guess I just wish people saw things from a more objective view. And listen, I'm not trying to make excuses wait, for wait, wait, wait. Dak. Sean, Sean, are you are you asking people to be logical? I guess I am. Is that, is that too much? It's a tall order. It's a t- I guess it is. All right. Well, anyway, I just thought I, I just wanted to get your opinion on that topic. But anyway, let's finish out the games. Uh, Sunday night, Bengals pretty much did what I thought they were going to do. They won twenty four to seventeen against the Ravens. Um, do we really have to talk too much about that game? Joe Joe Shiesty and the boys did what they had to do, right? Closer than I thought it would be. Literally a fingertip or two away from making that a, a tie game. Um, James Prochet. Really close to tying that thing up Should've in the last second. Caught that ball, bro. But you know, pretty much what we expected. Expect Lamar to get that bag after this playoff performance by him. Mm, I don't think he's going to be with the Ravens anymore after this year. They fired their offensive coordinator, so that's yeah, not looking good. That's too not good looking for good. Him. A guy who fucking was supposed to build that offense solely around him is now gone. Doesn't bode well for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, Monday night, yo, you sat here on this couch with me through the. Uh, shit show that was my nerves Monday uh, Monday night. And it was all for nothing because the Cowboys fucking took care of business 31-14 and completely took it to a uh, a really bad Buccaneers team. Let, let's be honest. They, they, they had no business in the playoffs, right? Do you remember a couple weeks ago when I was not feeling too hot about the Giants against the Colts? Yes. And you were like, dude, don't worry. I'm taking them minus five and a half. I was almost as confident in the Cowboys winning that game as you were in the Col- in the Giants winning that game. Like I, I don't, I get that you're worried. It's the first time in the playoffs. Not the first time in the playoffs in a while, but you know, first time beating Tom Brady in the playoffs. Exactly. Cowboys have never beaten Brady in Brady's career, man. That 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 was what worried me. I just figured there was going to be some bullshit that happened, and for the first two drives of the game, Zach, you saw me sweating it out, bro. Bro, that team is a shell of itself. <coughs> Don't get me wrong. The Cowboys handled their business. They did what they had to do. Dak came out, scored what four touchdowns? Yes, he did. And it was like, not only did he score four touchdowns, Zach, he probably played the best game of his entire career. Five touchdowns in total. We forget the running touchdown that uh, netted me a couple of pennies, which was uh, very nice. Yep, good Dak for you. Plus seven hundred. Congratulations. Cha-ching. We'll take that. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, just speaking to Dak's performance, definitely the best game I think he's ever played in his entire life in a very big spot. Like, I, he needed to have that game to kind of, like, 
shut everybody up. And honestly, it it hasn't. But for me as a Cowboys fan, I needed to see that because that's who I know number four could be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to be that guy again this weekend, bro, because we are taking on who I predicted to you know, go to the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, albeit I thought uh, Trey Lance was going to be leading them there. We are now on, what, quarterback number three with Brock Purdy, who is potentially looking like the second coming of fucking um, Kurt Warner. So that's something to look at. But I think when we are looking at this game, you know, in a vacuum, uh, Niners are getting, what, three and a half points at home now? I think it was. Are we talking about the Niners-Cowboys game Yes, now? we are. We're, we're, can we, can we're, we just go back to last week and talk about another quarterback who had probably the best game of his career? Because we didn't talk uh, about I'm this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Getting a little ahead you of yourself know what? there. I, I the two did, best quarterback I, performances from this week were Dak Prescott. And Daniel Jones. And Daniel uh, fucking Jones. 100%. I'm sorry. I was flowing, so I didn't want to like stop the flow. And Danny I, Dimes. I figured we could circle back, but he had too good of a performance not to talk about it right now. So go ahead, Zach. The floor is yours. Let's hear it about your boy. All right, everybody. At the beginning of the season, I didn't expect too much from this team. Daniel Jones was on his way out because he hadn't shown anybody anything. They had just declined his fifth-year option. We were looking at rookie quarterbacks, myself included. I'm not going to lie. Malik Willis, maybe? No, no, no. This, is like the, this, this class, Anthony Richardson. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So me, you know me. I've always been, been kind of high on Daniel Jones. For real? I always defended him. I always thought that he was fine. You just got to put a team around him. Although I do have an instant reaction to his draft that would Sean, by, lead by, people to think otherwise. By the time I left the stadium, Sean, I had already accepted it and was looking forward to the future. So, listen, you know I've been defending him. I've been a truther. I've been an apologizer. Whatever you want to call it. He is shutting everybody the fuck up right now. He in, in his last like three or four big games, Washington... Indianapolis, Minnesota, he's shown up big time. He's just gotten better and better and better every week. And I think you can attribute that to, you know, Mike Kafka and Brian Dable being the coaches, but I also think he's growing more comfortable in the offense. He's starting to elevate the play of his own players, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins. Who the fuck was Isaiah Hodgins before November, Sean? I mean, the Bills cut him. The Bills cut him. The Bills cut him and then signed Cole Beasley. Yeah, so <laughs> he's been able to take that advantage of the big body that Kenny Galladay was supposed to be. By the way, shout out to Kenny Galladay for delivering a hell of a block on whoever the fuck that little that little dude was on the corner. It was a big drive for him, too, so a big play by Kenny Galladay. Yeah, shout he was going to make any big plays this year. <laughs> Who would have guessed it would have been a block? That block was $70 million <laughs> worth. Um, but yeah, man, Daniel Jones has been killing it. He had two, touch, two passing touchdowns against the Vikings. I don't think he ran for one, if I'm not mistaken. No, but he was a huge X factor. With his legs in the game. I mean, he had more rush attempts than Saquon Barkley did. Saquon had, I think, nine rush attempts. And Daniel Jones had 17. That's insane. It's insane. I mean, listen, everything you just said was 100% accurate. And, you know, sitting down with you watching that game, um, I believe you said to me, I'm glad that you're actually seeing this for what it is and not just looking at the stats. You stat lookers out there. Listen, you will never look at a Daniel Jones game and come away with anything other than the fact that he was... Like, his completion percentage was like 67%. The 200-yard passing games, do you realize that when he passes for 200-and-something yards and, like, a touchdown or two, he's also rushing for about 70 to 100 yards and a touchdown of his own? That's almost 300 yards of total offense out of this guy. Listen, you know what I mean? Listen, you'll take that. And the 100%. Biggest, the biggest thing with him going into the season was turnovers. Correct me if I'm wrong. You called him a turnover machine multiple times in the last couple of years. I did, 100%. He had the second least amount of turnovers by any quarterback in the league this year. And that rolled over into the playoffs. So, listen... I've been preaching it for weeks. The Giants need to play perfect football. But Daniel Jones has been 
perfect, I think, in these last couple of weeks. He really has, Zach. And I'm happy for you, bro, because, I mean, everything that you said this guy could potentially be looks like it's starting to come to fruition. But uh, listen, I would be remiss. I would not be who I am if I did not make a comment about a quarterback on the other side of the of the field oh boy. on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, boy. You're waiting for this one. I've been fucking waiting. I've been waiting for an excuse, bro. And this man gave it to me when he decided that he was going to throw a check down on fourth and eight with the game on the line. Kirk Cousins, what the fuck are you doing? Listen. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? You're just, you're just like loading my clip for me. It's like everything that I need uh, to use against him, he's just doing it. I, I mean, how much, this is what I've been saying about Kirk. He doesn't push the needle, bro. He had a great game. You know, stats-wise, he, he battled just like Daniel Jones battled. But when the fucking chips were all pushed to the middle of the table and his team needed him, what did he do? He came up it. five yards short, bro. He threw it three yards. <laughs> he threw it three yards. On fourth and eight. <laughs> and it. that throw was a fucking... That shit was a duck. Listen, it's hard to make a good throw when you have big, sexy Dexy All right over in your you. face. Listen, I get it. I get but, it. And, and Vikings fans Vikings fans are going to come at me for this. Because now I just sound like a hater. But, like, come on, man. Listen, Can't I would take that. my chances throwing it up to Justin Jefferson in triple coverage than I would throw it at Hawkinson two yards across the line. Of exactly. Like, come on. That, you got to know the situation game, but, there. Like, odds are, Jay Jeff is going to probably either A, pull it down, or, you know, draw the fucking P.I., you can't throw the check down. You just can't. It's the last You're play not of the even season. giving yourself an opportunity to try to get the first down. Bro, it's 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 first down or your season. And you don't even throw enough for the first and down. And this man chose <laughs> and this man chose three yards. Uh, but anyway, sorry. I just I had to you know I had to do that. It it, it had been it was wait it was it was there for me. Who would you who would you rather have as your quarterback? And I know it's kind of recency bias, but Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? <sighs> Come on, Zach. I want to hear you say it. Daniel Jones. Thank you. I would rather take Daniel Jones. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, let's let's circle back because, like we said in the open, it is divisional round. Okay? Our teams are here. They made it. We're over kind of like the shock of them winning the games. And now we're focused on our current matchups. Right? Cowboys are taking on the 49ers like I mentioned earlier. And listen, this was... The whole mantra for this Cowboys team was to potentially get a chance to play the 49ers again, all right? And in any other year, I'd probably be pretty excited about that opportunity to do that. But when I make a statement like, you know, I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl and they rattle off, what, what is it now, 10 straight games? 11. 11 straight games, including their playoff win last week. Hmm. I mean, it makes my prediction look like it's about to come true. But as far as I, as far as it's concerned, as me being a Cowboy fan, I'm fucking terrified, bro. I'm terrified. All right. Like I said, Niners are getting three and a half points, and <sighs> Dak's gonna have to play the same game he did on Monday night against a much better, at least pass rush. I don't know about their secondary. The Niners secondary is a little shaky. Um, we saw DK light Chavarius Ward up, so I think. I think we have an advantage there, potentially, but that front seven really scares me, bro. They're deep. Yeah, man. Their defense is, like, fucking top two in the league, I think. Nick Bosa's fucking having a defensive player of the year type season. Fred Warner's going to be a menace in the middle of the field. Javon Kinlaw, stud. I think it's going to be tough for Dallas to really 
do anything. If they want to win the game, it's going to be low scoring. I think the defense is going to have to show up. Listen, Brock Purdy hasn't seen a defense like this since he's been, what, taking over the starting role? Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned, Brock Purdy coming in in week 13 for them uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down. I believe that was the game against the Dolphins. Uh, they ended up winning that game, uh, all, which we know because they have not lost a game since the end of October. Uh, I think he's played the Commanders, Seahawks uh, twice, if I'm not mistaken. The Bucks, who we saw the Cowboys absolutely demolish on Monday night. And there's one more team in there I'm missing, but you get the point. Uh Listen, none of those defenses, I think, are on the level of the Cowboys on their best day. Now, will they come to play? That is the question. That, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Is like, which Cowboys team am I going to see, bro? Am I going to see the team that, came, that showed up against the Vikings and beat them 40-3? to Am I going to see the team that you know, played down for three and a half quarters to the Indianapolis Colts? And I think if they play that way you know, to start the game against this 49ers team, they're going to get too far behind, and I don't know if my team's going to be able to pull it out, bro, to be honest. As a Cowboy fan, you know your defense better than me. Who on offense poses the most, the biggest threat to you? Is it McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. It's not even close. It's, it's not even close because if there's been one weakness with this Cowboys defense the entire season, it's been what, Zach? Stopping the run. And Christian McCaffrey is a different breed of running back, okay? And with Kyle Shanahan running that offense, bro. It, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm. I honestly believe that there's a chance Christian McCaffrey could go for a hundred and a hundred against us this week, which hasn't been done since he did it like three or four years ago. Well, you got to stack the box then. You got to let Brock Purdy beat you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I need guys like Jonathan Hankins and Osa Digizua to have really big games inside. Uh, I know they're down a couple of guys on their offensive line, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how healthy they are, but they still have fucking Trent Williams, who is probably, for all intents and purposes, the best overall player in the NFL right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably number one. I don't one, know how you can quantify a left tackle versus a quarterback. He, I mean, I'm going but based let, off he's, PFF, he's, he's the I'd best say. offensive lineman in the league. Easily. But um, anyway, that, again, another big threat. Do I think the defense is up to the challenge? Listen, from all the things that they're saying, they sound like they're up for it. Uh, Micah said that these this was the matchup that they wanted. They wanted to see the 49ers again after how fucking embarrassing it was that they lost last year you know i think the defense has a chip on their shoulder and if the defense has a chip on their shoulder i don't want to say i'm confident because i'm not but once they start making some plays in the game that confidence might start to rise up a little bit because i think if they can rattle brock purdy like you mentioned this is going to be the best defense he's seen we haven't seen how he handles adversity that's all i'm saying you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so who knows what he's going to do that's that's the thing of the that's another thing that's been going on with the Cowboys season. The quarterbacks that they have no idea about tend to light us up. Josh Dobbs, fucking the guy from uh, the Commanders. I can't even think of his name right now. Sam Howell. You know what I'm saying? It's these guys that we have no tape on that we're just fucking baffled by. I mean, now we got a little bit on Brock Purdy because uh, he's been in the league for a little bit, but still, we needn't forget that this is Mr. Irrelevant, Zach. So, that's what kind of what I'm banking on. I'm hoping that Mr. Irrelevant shows up. Yeah, that was a very impassioned uh, 
Rain went on there. Yeah, I'm sorry. So you, what do you, you could you could have cut me off. No, it's okay. Time. It's okay. We need this kind of passion. We need this energy right now. You're looking to get a big upset this week. My team's looking to get a big upset this week. But it, before we get into that, what's your score prediction? Oh fuck. Ah oh, man, I don't want to do this, and I'm probably gonna get hate from Cowboys fans who listen to this. I'm just thinking we're gonna we're in for another heartbreaker, bro. I didn't even talk about Brett Maher. Okay, that's how much I want to forget about it. All right. But I'm thinking that he's going to have something to do with this game, all right? And if that's the case, I don't know, like 28-24, something along those lines. Speaking of Brett Maher, I've never seen anything as wild than what I saw on Monday night. Four missed extra points. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, bro. I, I just don't. I, I, I really don't because I think the Cowboys are going to go for two exclusively. I don't even think they're going to send them out there. But, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, but. I will say this, Zach Durkin. If the Cowboys should somehow win that game, do you realize how insufferable I'm going to be? Because then, then, then it's my confidence is going to a different level. This is like Giants fans' worst case scenario. Yeah, the Cowboys and the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Game. Exactly. You don't want to see that happen. Like, I don't want to root. I don't want to root against you because you're my friend. But you're going to root if, for the if, Eagles if the Giants don't win. I'm rooting for the Niners. Uh, okay. All right. Like it's one thing for you to say you want to see us over the Eagles. We pose less of a threat to you guys than the Eagles do. It's not even that. No, I no, just, but it I is. I want to see you happy. No, I get that, but it really is. It's, it's it, it is though. I mean, it is. But who give you about, a better chance to win the game? Think about how hard it is to beat a team three times. If the Giants beat the Eagles and they somehow have to play the Cowboys, oh, I'd be the, nervous that you'd beat us in that. If game. the Giants beat the Eagles, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm not exactly. even fucking around. I'm it, not like. It is, it I mean, is what it is. history looks like it's going to be repeating itself. I don't know. We got to beat Philly first, but I just want to put out a disclaimer there before we get into the Giants Eagles discussion. If the Giants win, and or Daniel Jones runs for a touchdown and hits the gritty. A, a video surfaced of him hitting the gritty at practice the other day on Twitter. He's feeling it, bro. He's the fucking MVP. Nick's, oh. Nickelodeon's most valuable player. Oh, my God. All right. What, what's going to happen if all this happens, Zach? If please? all that happens, I will get a tattoo of Daniel Jones on a dime on my body somewhere. Okay. You have to let our listeners pick the spot. No, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting a tattoo on my body of Daniel Jones on a, on a fucking coin. How about coin. this? You have to let them pick the spot and... It, can't be on your face. No, I'm not gonna go ahead and on do your that. ass. No, because someone's gonna say something else, and I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'll put it where I want to put it, so that no one will ever see it, and I, for myself, will know that it'll happen. But if the Giants win or Daniel Jones hits the gritty, that is what's gonna be happening. And on that note, let's talk about this game, Sean. Yes, let's, let's. talk about this game because listen, I know you sat here and you you stuck through my game with me, but I was actively rooting for your Giants to be I was Vikings. rooting for your Cowboys. I know you were. I know you were. But I, I just, I feel like I was a, a little more invested in your game for other reasons. Listen, I wanted to see you happy, but I really, really, really wanted to see the Minnesota Vikings lose, which I did. So right, I was very you happy. had an ulterior motive. I don't know. I wouldn't say an ulterior motive, but. Listen, you got, you got double I killed wins. Two, I, I killed win two birds with one stone. Yeah, perfect. So. Giants-Eagles for the third time this season. One of those I'm not really going to count because our second string was playing. We kept it close, but where do I start? Where do I start? I guess we could start with what the Giants need to do to win this game, right? Yeah, I mean, listen. We said this when the Giants even made the playoffs. They're playing with house money, bro. This is this is all gravy for them. Listen, you know what I'm saying? You're playing with house money, but now if you win, you're potentially playing for a spot in the Super Bowl. It's not house money anymore, Sean. We beat the Vikings. That's great. I'm happy about that. 
No one expected us to make the playoffs, but the fact that we're sitting here in a divisional round of the playoffs with a chance to go to the NFC Championship game against a heated rival in the Eagles. Pun there. We haven't beaten the Eagles at the link since 2013. What better way to break the curse and just fucking launch into the new era of Giants football than to beat the fucking Eagles on Saturday night at the link? This is what the Giants need to do to do it. First of all, they got to play their brand of football. They got to run the ball, get off to a lead. And I think, honestly, if they score first or if they can, you know, keep up with the Eagles the way that they came out against the Vikings, I think that's going to shock some of them. And I think that's going to bring the game back down to their level. Secondly, I'm not going to reference the last game too much. All right. Because it was just kind of like a wash, whatever. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't really play to his strengths. He didn't really want to take a hit. They played a little bit more of a vanilla game plan because they just needed to win to get the one seed. Whatever. I think one of my biggest takeaways from that Giants-Viking game, Sean, was the 20-play drive that we had that took off 11 minutes of the fucking clock. I know you know what I'm talking about. The one that ended in a field goal. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, I remember we were both sitting there, and I'm like, bro, how long has this fucking drive taken? And as soon as I was about to utter the words, I think this has been the longest drive of the season, the graphic popped up on the screen. Longest drive of the season in the NFL. Yeah, the longest drive that we've had prior to that was in the Washington game. I think we went like 95 yards in 9 minutes and 30 seconds. But sometimes, Sean, the best defense is a good offense. Keeping that Eagles team off the field, on the sideline, is going to be the Giants' best friend. If they can control the clock, they control the run game, they control the rest of the game. And... Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, we got to smother Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts' playoff history hasn't been really the greatest. He's only played in one game, but he's gone 23 of 43, two interceptions and a touchdown. Now, granted, he didn't have the cast that he had last year, this year, but he posted a QBR of 24 and and a rating of 60. So I have yet to see Jalen Hurts perform well in a big game. And this is going to be like the kind of first real action he's gotten since spraining his shoulder. I know he's off the injury report. It's been three weeks since he's really had to do anything. You're not telling me there's going to be some rust there? I was just going to say that could work like not in his favor either. You know what I mean? The rest doesn't always work. You know, I mean, like you said, that was a pretty decent shoulder sprain he had, you know, in his throwing shoulder. So how much is that going to affect him being able to actually push the ball down the field, which the Eagles offense has been fucking fantastic in doing all year. You know, that's why you go out and get an A.J. Brown, a Devontae Smith, and then, you know, guys like Dallas Goddard eat underneath. But I got to see to believe it, just like you said, man. I mean, I want to know just how healthy Jalen Hurts is. I think if we see the Eagles come out and they're running the same offense they did for the first, like, 15, 16 weeks of the season – I think it's going to be a tough game for you guys. But I do think momentum is on your side right now. Oh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. And we're peaking right now. Yeah, you're peaking right now. And you're humming on all cylinders. Daniel Jones doing what he has to do not only with his arm, but with his fucking legs. That's going to be a big thing. The Eagles That's don't play well against running thing. quarterbacks. No, they don't. That's their and one weakness. I think Daniel Jones is going to have to really show out with his legs a, probably a little bit more than he did last week. And I'm talking like, I don't know, maybe even converting some third and longs because... Listen, that that line that the the Eagles have, they're pretty good too. I, I gotta lie, Bro, I they, can't they, lie. they led the league in sacks, and it wasn't even close. There's four of them on that offense, on that defensive line that have ten plus sacks. So that scares me. Evan Neal hasn't had the best season at right tackle for his rookie season, but that doesn't really allow Saquon to get out in the passing game because you're keeping him in more. You're not like <clears throat> you're not letting Daniel Bellinger get out there. Like I said, the receivers on the team they've shown up, they've looked decent, but you got Darius Slay and James Bradbury on the other side. 
They are missing Avante Maddox, but I think the defensive struggles on for the Giants are going to be stopping the run. Giants give up 5.2 yards per carry. Mm. That's second worst in the league, and the yeah. Eagles' bread and butter is running the ball. If you can hold them to about three yards a carry, get them into second and third and long, and let Jalen Hurts throw the ball, listen, you locked up Justin Jefferson after the first drive. A.J. Brown, you're next, buddy. I, I mean, for your sake, I hope so. So with all that... You know, with all that being out there now, Zach, give me your score prediction, bro. What are we thinking? Sixteen thirteen Giants. Really? I think it's gonna I think if the Giants wanna win, it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think we'll probably get an interception in there somewhere. And I think we're gonna kick a game winning field goal. Wow. And I think that I'm gonna be just are you just gonna melt incoherent. I'm gonna, <laughs> I always miss the post game show because I'm running around the house screaming that the Giants won. I've never seen a post-game show this year because I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Running around the house, high-fiving everybody. And then I go right outside to, you know. Do what you got to do. Do what I got to do and, like, let it all the steam. So, listen, I'm hoping for a Giants win. It's been a great ride thus far. Hoping they can keep it going. But I want some fucking eagle ass. Yeah, Zach? S- some eagle ass, huh? Like Kobayashi, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's shift on over to the AFC because I'm not really sure how to react to that statement. But, all right, 4-15, Saturday, Jags taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs are opened up as eight-and-a-half-point favorites, Zach. Are the Chiefs just going to steamroll here? Did the Jags get lucky last week? Or is this not like a legitimate playoff team? Tell me. What's what's going on in this game? I'm not going to say they're not a legitimate playoff team because they've played playoff games since they were like, what, 2-6? and six? Yeah, pretty so, much. So, listen, they can hang. That offense could be explosive at times. It could really narrow the gap between blowouts and coming back from 27 points. But I don't think you're going to be able to go down 27 to this Chiefs team and feel confident about a comeback. Oh, no, no way. Andy Reid is the best coach, if not one of, if not the best coach in the league. He's not going to let that happen. Just going back to that game real quick. Five runs in the second half for the Chargers. I'm, I bet you Andy Reid's going to run the ball if they're up 27-0. Just a little bit. And Pat Mahomes, he's just different. I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. I can see it being like a 10-14 to 14 point game when it's all said and done. But I do think the Chiefs handle their business. Trevor Lawrence, he's got to play near perfect to give them a chance. And I just don't really trust the secondary of the Jaguars. To be completely that's fair. That's fair. And honestly, Zach, I'm looking at the over under in this game because um, I am going to bet on it. Um, take it. It's 52 and a half. There's going to be some points scored in this game, I think, on both sides. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to do whatever the hell they want to do on offense because it's the Chiefs, just like you said. And I think Trevor Lawrence is actually going to carry that momentum from last week, from that second half into this game. And we're now seeing the full emergence of him in his second year, you know finally completely pulled away from last year in the Urban Meyer debacle. He set up with Dougie P. They had their signature win. And I don't know, man. I, I think this is also going to be a close game. You know, I was kind of giving the Jags a bit of a hard time there. But I do think they're going to be able to keep it close. I believe in what they got going on down there. I predicted them to win the AFC South, which I ended up being right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to discredit what they've done here. I think it's fantastic. I think they are probably a year ahead of schedule and i'm looking at like 34 31 That's, really yeah 34 31 i think the I think harrison i think harrison bucker uh comes down and kicks a field goal to win it 
That's a it's gonna be a close game. I think a bit closer than I would have yeah, would have guessed. But yeah, very close game. That'd be that would make for a good divisional week game. There's gonna be an opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to win this game, and I think the Chiefs might actually be able to turn him over and then, you know, go down and kick a field goal. So that's what I got. Don't come for me, Duval Nation. I know y'all wanted to hear me say that you were gonna win this game, but it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, guys. Come on. Let's be real. Right? We're being realistic here. Um all right, last game on the slate. A game that we unfortunately, you know, due to the sad circumstances a couple of weeks ago, didn't really get a chance to see. Um, that's the Bills taking on the Bengals in Hyde, uh, in Orchard Park up in Buffalo this time around. Uh, I, got, I got some gripes with this game. Why? Because, listen, horrible thing what happened to Marham, but thank God he recovered and everything's looking good for him. But... The Bengals got shafted in all this. If the Bengals would have won that game, they would have had home field in this game against the Bills. Why aren't the Bengals and Bills playing, being played at an alternate site? But instead, whoever wins has to go play at an alternate site against the Chiefs. Like, this is the one game that I think should have had an alternate site type of matchup. I just feel like the Bengals were just like, yeah, whatever. We're not going to have a home game after the wild Yeah, they, they really did end up getting hosed with all this. And like I said, it's it's an unfortunate situation and something I don't I hope we'll never have to deal with ever again. But uh the NFL kind of fucked that one up a little bit, I think. They didn't really think that one through. But anyway, um you know what, Zach? It actually kinda makes you think that everything is rigged. They're setting up a Bills Chiefs AFC championship hmm. game in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. I you you heard of the report about they were already selling tickets, and then they asked Joe Mixon about it. And I'm with them. It's completely disrespectful. No, completely dude. disrespectful. You should know something about that because I remember in 2007 when Jerry Jones put uh, what was it NFC Championship game tickets on all the Giants seats, or yes. all the Cowboys players seats. Yes. We all know how that game turned out. Yes. So I mean, listen, going in fully not, cocky like that, and not a good move. You can't be sell- You can't be doing stuff like that. That's that's a uh, bulletin board material. Right yeah. There. You, you, you're putting bad omens out there, and as far as this game is concerned. I think the Bengals are going to win. They're a little undermanned on the offensive line. They are. Listen, I was just about to mention that. I know there's some things that are working against them right now. They lost their left tackle. Um, Jonah Williams to an unfortunate, uh, what was that, a kneecap injury? Yeah, he dislocated his kneecap. Oof, that's Alex Kappa, their left guard's out too. Mm, so they're working with some backups on the left side of that line. Yeah. And their offensive line isn't really that good anyway. <sighs> you know how much I love Joe Burrow, bro. I told you he's a second coming of Tony Romo, and this might, this game might end up being another reason why I think that. Because how many games did we see where Tony Romo's offensive line just kind of let him down, got him fucking beat the sh- beat the fuck up? Yeah, and maybe if they had done a little better on the offensive line there, not towards the end of his career, he might still be playing. <sighs> Listen, that's a conversation for another day. But as far as this game with the Bills and Bengals is concerned. If the Bills' pass rush can get to Joe Burrow consistently, it's going to be a tough game. I'm just kind of banking on that chip being on the all these Bengals players' shoulders and kind of elevating their play. You know, they want to prove that they deserve to be in the AFC Championship game, and honestly, regardless of where it's played. Honestly, dude, this Bengals team matches up well with all the teams in the AFC. They were really built deep and well enough to compete with those top teams. And to be honest with you, the Bills aren't as scary as they were last year. No, not Josh at all. Josh Allen turning the ball over a lot. Outside of Stephon Diggs, who's really given you consistent production on the receiving core for that Bills offense? Mm, not, I mean, Gabe Davis has been super high or really low. I mean, he played well last week. I got to give him his credit. Mm-hmm. But 
There was a reason they went out and re-signed Cole Beasley at the end of the season. I mean, if you can kind of you know neutralize those second and third receivers for the Bills, Josh Allen's got to force feed Stephon Diggs, and we see what happens when he tries to do that. He, you know, falls into some pretty bad turnovers, and if the Bengals can do that once, maybe get a fumble somewhere, turn it into some points. I don't know. I like them to keep it close, bro. I like them to keep it close. I'm looking at like a 24-21 type game. I think it's going to be a little bit of a defensive struggle, and there's going to be a big defensive play that's going to swing momentum in this game. I don't know who it's going to be from. Um, I'm leaning it. I'm leaning towards it being on the Bills' end, and because just because of what we've seen out of Josh Allen all year, uh, so that's going to lead me to rob at the Bengals in the plus five and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'll roll. I'll roll with the points being laid out. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't really see the Bills pulling away from this one, but I'm also going to take the Bills to win. I think fate is just setting up a Chiefs Buffalo Bills AFC Championship game in the Georgia Dome, and I think the Chiefs end up edging out the Bills in that one. But we'll talk about that one next week, Sean. Before we get out of here, I just want to put some good good juju on our two teams. Some interesting little fun facts here. Oh, all right. Uh, let it rip. The Cowboys and 49ers have played eight times in the postseason. Out of those eight times, five times has the winner of that game gone on to win the Super Bowl. San Francisco has won it twice. Dallas has won it three times. Wow. Okay. So you're pretty much telling me whoever wins that game is going to the Super Bowl. Well, they have a very good chance of going to the Super Bowl. Gotcha, gotcha. And for my Giants, believe it or not, we are an undefeated 6-0 and against number one seeds in the playoffs in the history of the NFL. Wow, okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you saved those for the end, Zach. Now yes. I feel a little bit better, as good. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I mean, every season is its own, but hey, I mean, listen, history is history. I was going to say it's nice to know that there's a little bit of a track record out there, exactly. though, right? I'll take it. All right, well. Good luck to you, sir. Same to um, you. We will not be watching the games together this weekend. I, we both have uh, different obligations, but uh, I'm sure we'll be right there for every big play with a text or a tweet or something. So If we lose, don't text me until the next morning. Oh, Zach, if we lose, you can't text me for like three days. I'm sorry. It's understandable. If, if we lose and you win, I should say. Only because I'm just going to be annoyed that you guys won and my team lost, and I, I had it. to root for the Giants for them to get to that spot. At just for the Cowboys to not, not go even, as far yeah, as they it. did? I get it. Come on. But yeah, you got to give me a couple for that one. I but understand. We will cross that road when we get to it. Uh, but that is going to close out this week's episode of the Heated Rivals podcast. Just want to thank everybody for listening. It has been a crazy season. Um, lots of big things on the horizon for us. So stay tuned. Um, always be sure you're listening on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Music. Wherever you guys get your podcasts, just make sure you're listening. Um, and that's it, man. So with all that being said, I'm Sean Robinson. I'm Zach Durkin. And this has been the Heated Rivals Podcast. Take care, everybody. Oh, oh, sorry. And just one more thing before I close this out. Fuck the birds. Peace.